I'm just imagining Rory going into like a new job. Um, and it's like, you know those, you know those, <laughs> those game shows where people, it's like a celebrity with an earpiece and the presenters are like telling yeah. them what to say on the earpiece to like embarrass them. It's like Rory goes into like his first day at a new job and his dad is like, there's a secret camera and his dad's talking to him through an earpiece and he's like, yep, sh- shake their hand and say, hello. <laughs> Welcome back to the Idiots Anonymous podcast. We're two engineers that graduated during COVID, and this is a show where we, along with our guests, take everyday life and try to make it a little bit more complicated than it originally was, granting us the title of Idiots. To start us off, my name's Ruri, and I'm an idiot. Hi, Ruri. Hi, Ruri. Uh, I'm an idiot because uh, back in the day with my old dog, I almost crushed her by jumping on top of her. <gasps> oh my God. Wait, you swine? Wait, what? Yeah, so she was like an all black dog and she used to sleep on my bed during the day. Oh, <gasps> no. Uh, while I was away. So I came in after school and thought, right, straight into bed. Uh, so I, <laughs> I jumped, the, the light was off. I jumped and in like in midair noticed the white of her nose. Oh, no. And had to like barrel roll in the oh, air ma- and then just style. like smacking into the headboard. <laughs> Better that than the dog, my friend. No, was that the inspiration for the geometric wolf on your wall? Was that like your flat dog? <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. That's my remembers. <laughs> R.I.P. That reminds me of, you know, the TikToks where the guy like runs into the room and just like tries to jump onto his bed and just planks in midair and misses the bed and just, mm-hmm. just like slams into the floor. <laughs> exactly. Like, exactly like that. Amazing. Um, okay. Well, my name's Ryan and I'm also an idiot. Hi, Ryan. Hi, Ryan. Hello there. Um, this is a bit of a weird one. I, I'm an idiot this week because so I purchased my first house plant maybe like in September, I think. Congratulations. Yeah, thank <laughs> you so much. And I was unaware of the frequency at which you have to um, water these plants. And so I was watering every single plant every single day and so this ended up like everything was so moldy that the entire plant just was white the plant pot was white the soil was (gasps) white and i just didn't understand why that is disgusting (laughs) we're not ready to be a plant father i'll tell you that for sure (laughs) defo's not Mm. yeah so i'm chris and i'm an idiot oh hi chris Chris. this week i am an idiot because i once tried to impress a girl in high school who had just moved back to Scotland from Turkey, uh, was chatting away to her, like all about Turkey and stuff. And I could not remember what you called the language in Turkey. I had called uh, her Turkish. I was like, yeah, you're Turkish. And then completely blanked and went, what did he speak in Turkey again? She's like, Turkish. And I, went, ah, I genuinely was going to say Turkididian. Turkididian? Turkididian. <laughs> you're a Turkididian. <laughs> Sounds like a Star Wars language. She never <laughs> let me live that down. And uh, however, I ended up dating her for a couple of months, so it worked somehow. <laughs> oh, nice, nice one. mate. Oh, mate, that's an absolute Turkish delight. Man. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually a Turkish Indian delight. Did you get a wee gobble? I'm kidding. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, <that's horrible. laughs> uh, hello, everyone. My name's Jack, and I am an idiot. Hello, Jack. Hi, Jack. Jack. I'm an idiot because, well, I got a 3D printer for Christmas and I've got Alexa compatible plugs. So Uh I set up a print um, 
and I plugged it into one of these plugs so that I can turn it off remotely when I'm not in the house so that it doesn't keep running all day. Yes. Um, it's, yeah, I thought it was That's a cracking really idea. And I, I thought it was a cracking idea until I um, was going to bed and I also have a lamp that is plugged in to a compatible thing. So about... I don't know, five hours into a seven-hour print, just as I'm going to my bed, I go on my phone to turn off the lamp one, and I turn off the printer, and I wept a little bit. Oh, you've um, just wasted five hours of your life. Aye, oh, and about 300 grams of plastic. But anyway. <laughs> you are the problem. Mm-hmm. You are the problem. <laughs> Such an engineering student problem. It is, I know. <laughs> Totally is. That's why I'm going to do it. Well, since we've said hello to everyone, just want to say welcome back, Jack, and welcome, Chris, to your first episode. Thank you. So seeing as it's the first week of the new year, we thought might be a good time to, you know, reflect on the previous year. And let's let's be real about it. Huge part of that was yield COVID, uh, the, the pandemic that kind of messed with our lives a little bit. And we thought you guys were pretty well suited to that discussion because we did the same course at university. It was the same year. Um, but I think our lives have maybe diverged a little bit since then, so that might be quite quite a cool topic to to get into. So I can confidently say, being two weeks into the year, calling this a slight mishap—is that what you called it—is the understatement of the year. It's just a slight, you know, bump in the road. Uh, and I thought good place to start was genuinely right at the start uh, because obviously it hit while we were still at university. So if anyone wants to talk about how that kind of happened to us, how we realized it, how we kind of came into the world of that we live in now. Well, a long time ago, a galaxy <laughs> far, far away on a lovely winter's morning, March isn't winter, a lovely spring morning, winter. a plane arrived from China. Oh Lord. Uh, did you say a plane or a plague arrived from China? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's both, isn't it? It's both. Yeah. yeah, it was a plague on a plane. Although I feel like it was, be- it was far, it was much before March. They reckon it was in, in the UK by December, November or something. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, but we got news of it in March, right? Yeah. Did we not lock down in March? I remember in February we were hearing about it because we all went out for my birthday the first or second week in March. Oh, yeah. that, was, that was the weekend before lockdown we got out just before lockdown mm-hmm. yeah we went to a club the week before lockdown we went to a fucking sweaty Kaylee a sweaty <laughs> dance very sweaty club. Kaylee we, <laughs> do you remember we were all doing Kaylee dances but like doing hand sanitizer between them like that was going to stop it <laughs> I know <laughs> <laughs> not, oh, even, man. not even thinking about the fact that it's the most contagious virus since influenza yeah yeah I Sorry, let's go back. That's why all four of us are idiots this week. Aye. <laughs> oh yeah, spot on. That's a great point. Yeah, do not do not do that. Upon For context, reflection, um, a Kaylee is traditional Scottish dancing. So think of like dancing that you do at a school, uh, a school disco, where it's like boy and girl or two partners um, sort of dance together. Then you switch partners um, and do all these cool little jigs and dances and stuff well a scottish barn and dance basically there are there are multiple dances where you switch partners at least 20 times within the space of 10 minutes <laughs> and in between them it's like oh hand sanitizer <laughs> in this crowded sweaty room with no mask you're breathing in each other's faces <laughs> yeah but you're scared about touching their hands <laughs> and that that ballroom in sloan's has one window at the bar <laughs> yeah mm-hmm at that point, we weren't really sure, like what it all was, though. To be fair, like I, yeah, 
people were talking about and I had a boggle idea what they were talking about. I think I think that was because you you were so removed from the cases because there was uh, at that time in March there was probably maybe like a couple of thousand cases, hundred even, couple of hundred I'd have said. Aye, and you were so far removed from it and you never knew anybody that had it and then you heard about like friends getting it, family member, or like it even started, for me at least it started like oh, my mum was like, oh my god, Jack, 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 somebody in South Lanarkshire has coronavirus and I was like, shut yeah. up, really? Someone in South Lanarkshire? And then uh, everybody got it. Not a yeah. day goes by where I don't have a conversation with somebody who says, oh, such and such tested positive and you're like, oh, that's just part of life now, isn't it? Yeah, but you had it too, didn't you? I, d- I did have it, yeah. I had it. It and, was... And what was that lo- like? Luckily for me, I had some pretty pretty mild symptoms. I, the the only lasting symptoms I got was the loss of taste and smell, which yeah. took about two months to come back. And Oof. I still get I still get a thing in our family that we call in our family COVID eyes. And it's like, <laughs> you know how... You know how if you've been staying awake for like 24 hours or something, right? And you, you finally shut your eyes to go to sleep and it stings, but it like stings <laughs> so good. You're like, what? It's like, a, yeah. it's like you've got sand in your eyes, but it feels really good to close your eyes and go to sleep. Sometimes I just get waves of tiredness. Not like physical fatigue, just in my eyes and I need to shut my eyes and like squeeze them and it's like a sting of relief. That's um, so strange. It is weird, I was looking it up and I think it's because it's connected to your sinuses, which is also why you lose your sense of taste, because yeah. your smell your smell goes, um, it's just your sinus does something that dries out your eyes. But otherwise, we were all healthy and fine. Yeah, but when it originally started, we were still in uni quite often, and our course mm-hmm. kind of required like a, like a social space, it's usually where you'd be working. But uh, Chris, were you one of the, the first ones to just decide to stay home? No, I was defiantly like trying my best to stay in as much as possible. I, yeah, me too. Because like I had done deadlines previously, um, doing a lot of them from home, and then so when COVID hit, we were in our fifth year of our masters, which is how it works in Scotland. You can do an integrated masters, and it's just one extra year, um, as opposed to well, it kind of works the same in England because mm-hmm. you would as do your year, an, an extra and then, whole two year. Yeah. So I rather than doing a full two year postgrad masters, you can just do one year integrated. And um in our fourth year honours year, I remember me and Ryan uh, and two of our other friends had decided to do it in the studio and we're like meeting every single day in the studio. Um and it just was so much better for morale getting through the, the those deadlines because pretty hefty yeah. projects you do. And uh so I was def- I was determined that I was gonna do that again this year because it was so much better for my mental health. It was so much better for like getting through it. Um and I really wanted and to stay in the studio. As well, I think. Mm, maybe not, because we were skating about like on little stools in the in the studio. We were playing <laughs> we were playing oh, like I... human curling. <laughs> it was great fun. <laughs> oh god, remember yeah. that? We were like jumping on these stools, these stools with <laughs> wheels on them, and just like flying down the corridor at three yeah. o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Sick. The Sick. day the day COVID really hit me in the studio was um so our whole final fifth our whole final year of fifth year, uh we got into this routine of like people who would be in the studio all day like every day of the week. And we would come in every morning, we would all come in at different times, but you would every time someone would arrive, they would give everyone a big hug. So we'd go around like yeah. everyone in our little friend group and go, Good morning, yeah. Emma, big hug, good morning, Ryan, big hug. And it was the day that Emma came in and said, um, you know, 
this is passed on by touching people. We should probably stop touching, like hugging each other every morning. That's when COVID hit me. That's when I was like, holy shit, this is real. I don't get my morning hugs anymore. I think that is the last time I hugged someone that wasn't like my direct family member. That's just scary. It will be, yeah. Um, Nine months ago. oh, Oh boy. And from that time onwards, so I remember people started dropping off, like just not coming to uni anymore and I remember it was I I had a really hard time working from home I just didn't get anything done I couldn't do it my house was really noisy there's loads of stuff going on I didn't have a desk or a workspace at home and the exact same and so I was you know I was so much more productive at uni I've got a desk um it's a work environment and so I was just coming in every day and the roads were getting this is before lockdown and the roads were getting quieter every single day as offices shut prematurely as other universities shut prematurely and then the studio people started not appearing until eventually it was literally just me for the full day on it i think it was like the the wednesday and thursday it was just me and i think jack you came in briefly i was like oh hi and we were socially distanced and i remember Mm -hmm. that vividly because you were in um on a different floor doing 3d printing or whatever it was. Uh, uh, I think I remember that. And then Daniel, one of our other friends, was doing the same thing and I briefly passed him. And then one of the lecturers came in looking around the studio and the place was just deserted except me. And they were like, why are you here? And I was like, well, it's not shut. <laughs> if you didn't want me here, then you should have closed the doors. Um, and they were like, yeah, it's, it's probably going to be closed tomorrow. Uh, and then, yeah, th- that night at like 9pm, an email came out. It's like, don't come back, basically. And then the mm-hmm. lockdown was on. Two days later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I came, I tried to come in like a few times because I can't really work in my flat. But then when they were like, yeah, we might be locking down. I was like, right, I'm grabbing my stuff and I'm going back to the family home. So I have someone that isn't my flatmate at the time. It was just a bit weird. I was like, if I'm locked down with him, Understatement. Are, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to commit a murder or a suicide. One of the two. Someone's dying in that flat if I'm staying. Yeah. <laughs> you better hope he's not one of your fans. <laughs> Sorry, mate, if you're listening. (laughs) I know. You know who you are. (laughs) Imagine. You better hope he's not one of your 20 listeners. (laughs) (laughs) God, 20 if we even have that. That would be a a wild statistic if it was. Yeah, so you ran back to Castle Cullen. Yeah, uh, which I kind of did for, for big projects most of the time anyway. So I feel like I... So, so your dad, just, like, so your dad could do them for you, yeah. <laughs> are you really gonna? Are you really gonna make the only joke? So, that for, everybody, so for everybody who cuts me to my does core. not know uh, this about Rudy, who is listening, his dad um, builds all of <laughs> no. his prototypes for him. What? It's generally the only joke that actually hurts because I spend hours on stuff and they go now your dad built it anyway and it just yeah. like hits me right in the chest like a I think shotgun he, I think bullet. he helped you with like one thing not you I think he helped you with like one thing like yeah, you used he, he likes building stuff so I, he would be around to go you can use this tool I'm like cool where is that in amongst this massive pile of tools you have in the garage mm-hmm. most of which will give me tetanus that's nice here dad Rudy you can use my hammer Rudy you can use the prototype I built for you here <laughs> I'm just <laughs> I'm just imagining Rory going into like a new job, um, and it's like you know those, you know those, <laughs> those game shows where people—it's like a celebrity with an earpiece, 
and the presenters are like telling them what to say on the earpiece to like embarrass them. It's like Rory goes into like his first day at a new job and his dad is like, there's a secret camera and his dad's talking to him through an earpiece and he's like, yep, sh- shake their hand and say, hello. <laughs> I mean, it, it is the, the human connection aspect more than anything else I need to help with, to be honest. <laughs> so funny. Don't seem weird, don't seem weird, don't seem weird. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but I'll just remind you guys to know if you want to make any more shots I edit this podcast right? I can ruin the lot of you I was just going to say for our listeners Rudy edits this podcast and I can guarantee you'll edit this out I know or no, Rudy's going Rudy's to string that series of syllables together and it's going to be me going I like Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> No, that is the most broken I've ever seen you, Rory, when we made that joke. When you came back in, because we hadn't seen you for the best part of like two months in fourth year. And then you came back yeah. in with this, what can only be described as a green coffin that fired out frisbees. Christ, that was a weapon, by the way. That was huge. You could honestly have like smuggled folk across the French border during Brexit <laughs> and that thing. It was. I mean, it was very eye-catching, so probably not. Yeah, probably couldn't have done it that I well. I spent a lot of time on on all the work, so I was like, "Oh, don't do that! Don't <laughs> say horrible things to me." Yeah, and you always have some kind of comeback, even if it's just a weird comment. And we said that joke, and you just looked like a shell of a man staring into space, <laughs> like. Um. <laughs> but yeah, that work style of just being at home and powering through was kind of my thing. But I guess it might be a bit different for you guys, just kind of like. When mm. uni unis didn't know how to kind of react to this thing, yeah. so yeah. most of the time you didn't necessarily get lecturer support. I mean, me personally, I didn't really ask for it much anyway. I kind of talked through stuff with other people, and it made life a bit easier. But I never really contacted advisors or lecture heads or whatever. So I, yeah, I was okay. But I know a lot of people kind of struggled a little bit. I think I think I'm on the same boat as you, really, because we like um, we well, we had an advisor for industrial that we had to meet every week um mm-hmm. which was ian it was great um but for all my other personal advisors i just stopped emailing them and like they were busy yeah. enough they wouldn't email me back and be like do you need mm-hmm. help so like yeah i just kind of it's not like it. anyone's checking in on you you know like over i email. can't sympathize with that because we all know who my advisor was and my advisor was like not only my advisor he advised our entire friend group because he was just an absolute class gentleman oh he's a G mm-hmm. yeah. absolutely he knows who he is he is, if you're is. listening <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know who you are and so we had we had a month and a half maybe a month and a half of working from home you know during yeah. full lockdown that was the time where it was like one exercise per day so we were all working on the tail end of our master's projects from home working out a how do i work from home again and b how do i complete this fucking master's project at the same time um and then we managed to get through it and graduation oh yeah r.i.p just just before we moved on to graduation in all honesty that that period of my life the like lockdown didn't hit me at that point because that's how i had prepared myself for spending my march in april anyway like i was i was fully prepped for spending all my hours indoors not seeing daylight other than through a window. Like, I was prepared for that. So the first lockdown really didn't affect me as much. Like, it was hard. It was hard in the sense of, like, finishing my degree and all that kind of stuff. But, like, actually, everyone else's perception of lockdown, like, struggling with not going outside the house, that didn't affect me as much. I don't know about you guys. I think probably for the first two months, you're right, because we were so, we were going to be so busy anyway. 
Yeah, we had so much to do, like inside the house, that it wasn't that big a deal. Yeah, there's so much on your plate that you couldn't really focus on, like what was going on outside, regardless of whether there was a lockdown or not. What yeah. the most frustrating thing for me was, we got to May and we handed everything in, and there wasn't the cathartic experience of dropping paper into a box. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in the submission box or like giving it to the admin team and then going right, let's go, go and pub. yeah, absolutely, <laughs> and let's go and celebrate, um, yeah. and kind of like you know walk the halls of the place that gave you your education and stuff. I was, I was gutted at that, and then obviously after it, when I didn't have anything to do, I was like, well, I want, I just want to go and do fun activities with my pals, and I can't. And then we had graduation, or or lack thereof, even you know. This is the point yeah. we've all been looking forward to for five years. You get to wear that big fancy gown and the weird the weird hat, throw it up in the air, get a picture, go get steaming. And then, boom, it's symbolic, isn't it? Yeah, and then we didn't like, get a graduation, we got a saduation. <laughs> oh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, that's, that's so sad. I mean, our our department were quite nice because it's quite a small one that they yeah. were mm-hmm. like, oh, come on for a Zoom chat. And I think a total of what, 10 people? It was literally our friend group plus that. one or two yeah. other stragglers. <laughs> that was yeah. it. We got a personalised video. I think that's maybe how they also dished out the awards. Like, who joined that meeting? Oh, you can get an award. Nah. You can get an award. <laughs> one of <laughs> <like> true fans. <laughs> yeah. um, have any of yous, have any of yous had your certificate yet? That's what I want to know. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no has. Admin staff can't get into the uni, so they can't print them. Oh, is that a very special scroll printer that they've got, mate? Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I get it's because they have to. I think they use a very specific type of printer, genuinely, so yeah. that you can't. It's like copy Hogwarts. It, well. it needs to get like stamped by wax. It needs to get delivered by an owl. It's a whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> I, honestly, if mine doesn't come with an owl, we're going to be pretty raging about it at this point. If yours doesn't come, what? By owl. All like, right. I expect one day to like. Uh, you know, in Snow White, when she opens up the the window, and it's like, oh, <laughs> yeah, I want to do that. But I want like a, an owl to come out of absolutely nowhere and come smashing through my window. I want, go, I want a bald eagle with an olive branch <laughs> in one hand and and my my certificate as a scroll wrapped in ribbon in the other one, and I want it to do a majestic echoing like caca. That's what I want. Yeah, and if they. If they haven't dipped it with the tea bag to make it look aged, like you used to do in primary school, yeah. then I'm going to be raging. Yeah, <laughs> dipped it in tea bag. <laughs> that's yeah, that's what I want. I mean, I guess it wasn't just graduation because I think a couple of us had planned to do a couple of trips. Was it North Coast 500, Chris? That we were thinking of. Yeah, doing? me, you, and Ryan. I know had spoke about doing the North Coast 500. Me and my friend Emma had talked about doing a road trip through Europe or like interrailing. We were, we were still ironing oh. out the details of it, and then COVID mm. hit. We were like, "Well, <laughs> that's not so happening." You did. Well, so you did. Um, I forgot about that. Yeah, I had so many plans planned, and COVID just like shafted them all. If caught like. To make COVID an analogy in my life, like, you know, when you drive along a road and you don't see a pothole coming because it's too dark and then you hit the pothole and you're like, <laughs> oh, crap, I bet you that's ruined my wheel. Yeah. In COVID terms, like, if COVID were a pothole, it'd be the Grand Canyon. Like, you wouldn't see it coming uh, and then you just, like, bam, just fall into this epitome. You're just driving along the desert. You don't see the Grand Canyon <laughs> coming along and you just, you fall, you drive off the edge and it's so deep that you're still falling nine yeah, months no. later. Absolutely. That's, that, that is, is COVID. COVID as a pothole. And, and your sat-nav just has... 
Sorry, Chris, on you go. Oh, your sat nav is just Bill Gates's voice where he just went, There's a pothole ahead, and no one listened to him. <laughs> and then you admit <laughs> it. <laughs> I know. If you're talking about falling down the Grand Canyon as COVID, I bet the impact is just something like, oh, I just feel like there is worse news to come. I feel like they're going to do something with a vaccine that oh, is yeah. like, I feel like there's going to be some horrible news in May. And they'll be like, right, so we decided to extend it from four weeks between doses to 12 weeks and we've wasted uh, 65 yeah. million vaccines. So we're starting again. Yeah, someone was talking about that today at work. Um and it's the first time I've thought about it as well. It's like they're extending the, the gap between the two doses. Like mm-hmm. What if it's no longer effective when they inject the second dose and you've just wasted mm-hmm. all of those ones? Have you yep. seen uh, the, the the Netflix special about 2020? I've been meaning no, to watch it. I've not watched it yet. So I saw it on Netflix come up and I was like, oh, this looks lame. This looks like one of those cheap sort of Netflix productions. But it's actually by the people who made uh, Black Mirror. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. It doesn't really look that appealing. You look at it and it's like, can't be arsed watching more about 2020, but highly recommend it. It's absolutely hilarious. I also thought it was going to be a rubbish one and then I watched the, the like uh, trailer and I saw Samuel yeah. L. Jackson. I was like, well, yeah. you know it's going to be all right, at least if he's in yeah. it. And they, they have a thing in the credits scene and they say, thank you so much for uh, taking part in the interview about 2020. It looks like we're going to be doing another one about 2021. Do you mind like pre-recording some statements that we can use in, in <laughs> next year? <laughs> and they're like, yeah, sure, okay. So all the statements are just on that piece of paper. They're like, okay. Um, and then like the second statement they have to read is, there is no way we could have known what the vaccine would do to us. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> and, then, and then it goes off on a tangent and then it comes back and it's like, <clears throat> and how will we use these new powers? <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Honestly, that's what all these like middle-aged moths who are fucking hairdressers on my Facebook keep like posting up about. Like, you just don't know what that vaccine's going to do to you. I could grow a third arm. And, and then yeah. they'll put this big rant up about I could grow a third arm for that vaccine. The Tory party wouldn't care. They'd be like, ah, retrain, become a dishwasher, three arms would help you with that. But... They'll all like rant about this. I mean, this could affect my fertility. Who knows? So like, I've spoke to so many pals who work in immunology, work in creating vaccines, and they're like, bullshit. Like, it's absolutely fine. They don't test for things like that. The only reason they would test for things like that is if they even had a slight hint that it would. And yeah. the reason that the vaccine information says do not give to pregnant people is because they never give new vaccines to pregnant people because it would be an absolute uproar if it affected unborn, unborn children because it wasn't their choice to get the vaccine. But on the same note, I've seen so many people posting up being like, I'm not getting this. It might affect my ability of kids. However, see if it means I can't get to Barbados by the end of this year, I'll be taking it. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. I saw something really funny and it's like the people who are like, they're putting micro... And let's be honest, these people are American. They're putting microchips in the vaccine. You're like, you are not worth the $700 trillion it would cost to invest in (laughs) nanotechnology just to know your location, mate. That's not what's happening. I um, I think everyone's takes on the vaccine are all pretty weird. But you know what else is kind of weird? What? Our habits. Ooh, and that takes us into our first segment. Segment. So uh, this segment I came up with uh, just to find out what absolute weirdos you guys are. Cool. So nice. what we'll do is we'll each say a weird habit one of us might have 
that yeah, you know, it's just something you do, not necessarily all the time, but occasionally. Uh, and we'll have a vote in amongst ourselves whether you're an absolute cretin or it's acceptable. And those are the only two. You get your the worst or you're all right. And that's it. <laughs> right. Okay. So nobody's the best. Is that what you're saying? No, we're not good people, but I think we knew that <laughs> when we started this anyway. Okay. So I thought we'll start with the person I know is the absolute weirdest. Uh, and that's that's Jack. He is the weirdest. I'll take it. Um, right. I'm just going to I'm just going to say it and then I'm going to let you react. That's how the game works. Right. Hilarious. <laughs> I eat an orange in the shower every morning. What? <laughs> no. no. You have to be joking. Right. You have to be joking. I'm not joking. Why? Tell me why. Because it is oh, it is sensory overload, right? Honestly, this is this this is one of these things that like kind of gets me up in the morning, right? So you get I thought up. you were going to say, "Can I get me hard?" <laughs> oh, hey, no. no, no, no! You get up, you get, you get awake, and I'm not very good at waking up early. So I get, I'm all groggy. I'm like, I get my orange. I go into the shower, get the shower nice and hot, right? Just peel the orange, and just drop the skins on the floor. And my the shower, shower smell. Uh huh. My shower smells incredible. By the time I'm peeled my orange, right? Uh huh. And there's something just so amazing about being surrounded by like hot water vapor and hot water dripping on your face and taking a bite of an orange. Don't take the segments out. Just bite you the like an apple. and have I and have orange just like run down your cell. Oh my god! That... And it's part it's part of my breakfast. It's like being in like yeah. a tropical paradise. Yeah. It just makes the orange taste nicer. It makes you feel good. It wakes you up. Your shower smells unbelievable. You come out smelling like fruit. Is this something that you you came up with yourself? Or no. is this no No, this is something that I saw. I know where I got this from. You ever watch those herbal essence adverts where you see a woman in the shower and she's just got like bits of fruit flying past her? Jack's watched that and went, <laughs> That is the ticket. That's I need in my shower. <laughs> Look, that she's eating so fruit, funny. so can I. That's hilarious. Eat an orange because you're worth it. <laughs> exactly. Um, no, I read it somewhere or I saw it somewhere. I can't remember. I went, that's that is ridiculous. But I love oranges and I take showers. So I'll give it a go. <laughs> um, haven't looked back since. I don't do it every morning. Um, but if I'm feeling particularly good about myself or I'm feeling... Um, like I'm struggling to get up uh, or honestly if I've got nothing to do pop <laughs> in the shower and bring an orange for me so I'm I'm imagining like you know how in hotel showers and in like gym showers they have like the shampoo dispenser on the wall mm-hmm. like in the shower I'm imagining like a Pez dispenser filled with oranges <laughs> mounted to your shower wall and you just like, you know, you press it in and it just like pops out an orange. That was, je- I have questions and that was going to be one of them. Like, w- question one is, do, do you take it into the shower to peel it because the steam makes it easier to peel? Um, good question. I've not, I've not noticed any, I've not noticed any difference in resistance to the From skin. what Jack was just saying, that is not the reason at all. No, yeah. no, I don't mean is that the reason he takes the orange but I, I was asking, like, the, like, does he peel it once he's in the shower because it makes it easier? Like, why does he not peel it before he gets in the shower? Because it smells good. Because it's like a hot, steamy shower. So also, you can rub the peels also, all over your body. 
Yeah, exactly. But I've never, but you've never ever been able to like. Usually, you peel the orange right, and you're holding all the peels in one hand as you do it, and you're fiddling about, or you put them on the table and you put them down gently, or you put them in a bin. I've never peeled an orange and just went and just dropped it. <laughs> and there's just something really nice about doing that. Um, also, I really wow. like oranges, so maybe that's why I enjoy. Yeah, it. maybe so that's a reason. <laughs> my other question was kind of relating to Ryan. Like, where, do, like, do you have a bowl of oranges in your bathroom, or do you like go down to the kitchen and be like, "I'm sorry for a shower, grab an orange"? <laughs> <laughs> no, I've never done that. Um, no, I just, I don't know. Um, sometimes I go downstairs in the morning. Sometimes I'll bring one up at night. Um, <laughs> this is for tomorrow morning. <laughs> I'll see you later. Okay, <laughs> I have one very quick question about it. Do your family know you do this? Like, does your mum come no. into the bathroom and go, "For fuck's sake, Jack, you've left your orange peel in the shower again"? Never told. I think I brought it up a while ago, and then we kind of just brushed it off. Everybody was like, "And you know why the bathroom stinks of oranges all the time?" But it doesn't. But nobody would notice, though. It's not like a oh, it smells so orangey. It's just like <laughs> it smells. Smells nice. Oh, it smells nice and citrusy in here. It must be exactly that new like air freshener, like yeah. citrus body wash or something. Nobody. It's not yeah. that overpowering. It's just. It's just a nice natural smell. Right. Votes. Okay. Votes. Yeah. Votes. Enough discussion. Your votes options are cretin or all right. I'm going to say all right. Um, I'm going to go all right. You're embracing who you are. I like it. No, I think I, I think I'm going to go cretin on this one, team. <laughs> I, that is really really weird and I think that's the kind of thing I've always pictured Jack becoming a superstar and I think that'd be the weird thing that like the hotel staff would be like do you, do you know that Jack Anderson's asked us to deliver like a sack of oranges to his bathroom he's having a bath in orange juice right now it's <laughs> <laughs> just escalated over the years he's just got the hotel aye. kettle boiling orange just to put it in his bath aye. I, I'm just saying right don't knock it until you try it Chris, if you thought that was really weird, you're gonna have to like hit us with yours. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think mine's as is as weird as that. Um, I'll let you. Obviously, you guys are going to decide. Um, so I am a spectacle wearer. Uh, I hate wearing my spectacles because Crime. I. Ha- Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Shut it, Ginger. <laughs> um, Four eyes. Uh, so I wear specs, and I don't like wearing my specs because, as you guys will know, I am. Should be legally blind. I think I have a plus eight and a plus nine in each eye, which is massive for a prescription. So it makes my eyes look like they're in a fishbowl. My eyes are huge. Yeah. So I don't like wearing my specs. So I like to wear contacts. However, I have an issue in the car where when I'm driving, when I have the aircon on, it really dries my eyes out. Like, like it's really difficult to drive with your contacts in, especially if it's in the winter. So I have a pair of non-prescription glasses to wear over my contacts when I'm driving so that my eyes don't get dry. I don't like wearing my specs, generally. Like, when I'm out day-to-day, when I'm at work, all that kind of stuff, because I prefer to have, like, 360... Like, not 360, but, like, not just have framed vision. But my issue is the aircon dries out my contacts and it gives me really dry eyes. So my eyes go all red. So I have a pair of specs that aren't prescription that I put on when I'm driving with aircon on so that they don't dry out my eyes. Oh, I can... That's reasonable. And the idea came, the idea came to me because I used to wear, like, wear my sunglasses in the summer and I don't get dry eyes in the car when I've got the aircon. Mm-hmm. Nope, that's absolutely fine. You're okay, that's mate. Fine. Yeah. That's not weird. Oh, that's just okay. right. that's just a, that's just resourceful. Resourceful. Yeah, Fair. that's the word. Mm-hmm. I did I did, have a resi- I did have a reserve weird thing if that's not weird enough, if you'd prefer that one. <laughs> it's up to you. If you want to keep that one out, go for this one. 
oh, that uh, that that wasn't the real one. Um, I actually, um, I actually um, poo in the sink. Me at my master's project. Oh, this isn't the new one. Um, this is a joke one that I thought was funny. No, that was my pal, uh, my, my, my friend. So that's it, that. <laughs> no, it's up to you. We can move on or I can do my other one. You can delete that one out. Give us it in 10 words and we will vote instantly where the cretin with no justification. Okay. I have now developed the habit of I need to watch the ASMR barber videos before I go to sleep every night. Cretin, cretin, absolute cretin. <laughs> oh, that's Only, cretin. No, 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 no. Not all of them. Not like, I don't I watch I said the 10 ones. words, cretin. Not the ones with people eating fruit and all that, just the barbering ones. Just the ones with people getting their hair cut or getting shaved. <laughs> what? <laughs> nothing, nothing weird like fruit or anything, just the sound of people's hair getting cut off. They are oh, so therapeutic. Oh, mate, that is mental. <laughs> they're, so, they're so therapeutic. I saw no, one in Mad Bible and like, do you ever get like, see that, that ASMR feeling of like, your tingly goosebumps, that, and it was amazing. And I've watched them ever since. I watch them all the time. Nope, oh, cretin. Cretin, <laughs> unanimously cretin. Yeah. Right, Ryan. Yeah, so mine is, um, ah, I've got three here, so I'm just going to go eeny, meeny, miny, moe. Um, none of mine are, really that weird the the one that people might frown at is uh, so i love pie and beans just any type of pie scotch pie mince pie Curry anything pie. and 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 beans and it's just my favorite food right so what i do is i microwave so i get I get a pie in a bowl and then fill the bowl with beans so it's like imagine a bowl filled with baked beans to the brim with a pie in amongst it. Oh, I do that. No. Right? <laughs> I do that. And then I microwave it for four minutes. <laughs> and then, and then, and then I get a fork and I nope. mix it all together. Like, cretin, just cretin, destroy cretin. the pie. Oh, no. Like, cretin. instead of eating the pie like normally, I mush up the pie and the beans all together. So it's basically like just lumpy. <sighs> You're a joke. Put and it in a blender or something. Ever. I was with you for a minute. I put my beans in the microwave and put my oven, my pie in the oven and then I just sit it on top and that's how I eat it. But you lost me at mixing. That's surely not okay. But yeah, I vote I vote cretin purely <laughs> on the mixing. Cretin. I also vote cretin. Too many beans. I think you just need to try it. Try it out. Give it a bash. I think you just need to try therapy. Baked beans is the best flavour. The weird thing about it for me is, right, is that you have a like a deep bowl of beans. Yeah. You put a pie yeah. in it. That's disgusting. That's not how no, you I cook the, a pie. I put the pie in first, mate. I'm not an idiot. So you put the pie in and then you yeah. cover the pie in beans. Yeah, till the pie is no longer visible. Disgusting. No, that's fair. Nope. Um, with that, it's the mixing. It's the only <laughs> thing I have the problem with. Right, Rudy, what's yours? Yeah, to catch us up on what I didn't expect to be the longest segment of all time, I'll, I'll keep it quick. <laughs> Right? I don't want to know if I'm a cretin. I don't want to know if I'm normal. I just want each of you one at a time to tell me if you also do this. Right. That's it. Uh, sometimes uh, I piss in the shower. Yeah. No, I do not do that. And I detest everyone that does. So I'm just going to yep. go. I have yep. done it when I was a kid, but not recently. So I would vote cretin. Probably every shower. Every shower. That's where my oranges are. <laughs> oh, oh god yeah don't mix that mate don't piss on your orange peels god piss in the drain nice and simple easy we'll move on back to the topic at hand covid so uh in lockdown what did you guys do to pass the time do you have any 
particular hobbies or yeah. were you just waiting for that next pub quiz on Zoom? I So because we were so preoccupied with, with university and just being busy at all times, I re-embraced my, my inner gamer and played Call of Duty Warzone every single day. It was like, wake up at 12, go for a walk, play Warzone from 3pm until I go to sleep for weeks. Oh, and I also met my girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hi, that's right. Polar opposites, the type of person. I play games every day, but also I get ladies. Yeah, mate. <laughs> well, she also plays games, but that's not how we met. What about you guys? Uh, oh, what even did I do in the first lockdown? Oh, well, Katie came over. Katie, my girlfriend from America, who lives in America, managed to come over before quarantine and, or my, sorry, managed to come over before the mandatory two week self isolation period. So yeah. she, just got a, she just got a test and showed them a negative test at the gate. And they were like, yeah, we don't care, just come in. Yeah. Um, and yeah, she didn't have any commitments at home, obviously, because everything in America was progressively getting more and more messed up. And she stayed here for two months. So that was incredible. Couldn't have hoped for anything better yep. in that regard. Um, yeah, that's pretty sick. So we read books and watched TV and went walks. That's about it. Cool. It's like married life before you even close to getting married. <laughs> mm-hmm. I forgot about a big thing. I went to Amsterdam. <laughs> oh, so you did. So you did. <laughs> yeah. What I was what was it like? Like because um, it was when was it? August? It was it was I think we, we went on the thirtieth of July and came back on like the second or third of August. Right. Um and during that period all you know, all the restaurants in the UK, everything was open, like all the restaurants were open, bars were open, you just have to book and socially distance and whatnot. Totally fine. That was before the curfew, before everything. Um, so because of that, we we're like, okay, let's let's book to go to Amsterdam. So we booked it like a month in advance. Um, and when we got there, because in the UK it was mandatory to wear face masks anytime you went into like a shop or a a bar or anything if you're walking around indoors. And in the Netherlands, it just absolutely was not. So wow. And it was really, really, really busy. Um, there was crowds of people on the street. It was it was like normal tourist season it was not any more quiet than usual um and we were the only people there was three of us and we were the only people who were wearing face masks when we went into shops and stuff and people were looking at us like are you what are you doing what, what is that like looking at us funny you know it was so strange um, i cannot believe that yeah I, I didn't i felt scared at times because other people had no respect for social distancing and sanitizing and not touching the same stuff and personal space and whatnot um but yeah everything was open it was fine it was cool it was awesome and it was absolutely scorching it was like 30 degrees i can imagine social distancing and sanitizing in the red light district's pretty rough in amsterdam do you know what that actually opened up very early it opened up at like on the first of june or something like that all the the sex industry opened back up it's a basic human necessity right right it's like <laughs> your shop you know what key like- workers I know, how do you put... They are key workers. How do you put sex workers on furlough? Do you know what I mean? Are they like self-employed? Like, you know, what's going on there? I yeah. can't believe a, a, I can't believe a porn channel hasn't been made out of that yet. Like, instead of key workers, it's king key workers. <laughs> <laughs> king key workers. And Chris is like, oh, I've been trying every day as well. I've been searching as much as I can and I can't find it. I check every single day. So I just use Barber ASMR videos instead. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, what did 
What did you do? Were you more of a prep for the Zoom? A little bit. I kind of dabbled in everything. Like, you know, everything you saw on Facebook where people were like, really like focusing on one thing i kind of dabbled in all of them i like i like half arsed quite a lot of things i didn't really full <laughs> arse anything um i like i did a bit of painting i did a bit of gardening i did a bit of exercise and went a couple of cycles with your man ryan here oh yes um right. went a couple of nice wee bike rides together um mostly to be honest like i knew i was moving down to start my grad job so a lot of my time was like prepping for that to be honest like finding flats sorting out letting agreements and of course. Like, tying up with my flatmate about like the logistics of moving down and all that kind of stuff and then like before I knew it like restrictions had started to ease a bit and like you were allowed to visit people so like we went on a work, work camping trip together like that was pretty good yeah and I did a couple of things like that like kind of socially distanced trips and days out with pals and before I knew it was time to move yeah yeah, it seemed to go, like, while you were in it, really slow, but the engine mm-hmm. was quite rapid, actually. Again, kind of goes to, like, what I was saying earlier, proper lockdown, the first proper lockdown, we missed the majority of it, because by the time we finished our deadlines in May, the like lockdown had kind of started to ease, and you could go out and walk a walk with pals, and you could go and meet people in an outdoor bar, socially distance and stuff, like, Things like that had started to open up for the summer because they were pretty confident that the hot weather was going to subdue the virus, which when you look at the graphs, it did. Um, and like we really didn't get the brunt of it. It's more like this is our first proper lockdown and it's still not as bad as the first one was. It's our second lockdown. Yeah, the second lockdown we're in just now. But so see when everything's going so slow and you're sitting at home and you know it's maybe nine o'clock at night, you've got no plans, you've got the TV on, the PlayStation on, whatever it is, and you're like, I'm so bored. Anyone get into, Jack, you wouldn't have, but COVID dating, download Tinder or Bumble. Yeah, I, I did. The sad thing is, I've gotten further with online dating in lockdown than I have in my entire life. <laughs> Ooh. That's because you've got time for it now. Oh yeah, now now it's getting my full my full attention. Full attention. I've yeah. been on lucky ladies. Yeah, yeah. You're hearing this, ladies. You know, you know. All <laughs> two of you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All two of you female <laughs> listeners, you haven't stayed listening for this long, but if you have, just by accident, <laughs> your boy's here. I went on. I've been on two Bumble dates. They are so weird. <laughs> like with the rules and like you walk up and the first thing you do is like oh what. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Are you? Are Because you, if you've got a face mask on, you're like, you're, uh, you know, you're hard. You're, I'll say, you're Danielle, yeah. And she goes, yeah. And then <gasps> you go a walk. Oh. And 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 that's it. And then I got I got invited over by one of the girls to like watch a film or whatever. And I was like, well, or whatever. Can't do that. Uh, so my choices were go break the rules, potentially get a terrible disease that might inflict others. Probably not going to yeah. do that. And you also might catch COVID. <laughs> Poor <laughs> 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 Daniela. <laughs> that is so funny, by the way. <laughs> so, Rudy, how how successful have they been? Uh, I've kept the safe two meters. Let's just let's, let's just leave it at that. <laughs> right. I yeah. Also dabbled in a little bit of online dating, but uh, it really oh, has gone lab. no more successfully than online dating pre-COVID for me because I am terrible at messaging people I hate messaging people I'm very much an in-person communicator like I really the most precious time to me is when I'm face-to-face with people 
and can actually like yeah. have a laugh and read their body language and like just have a good time with them. And I hate I hate every alternative to that. I hate Zoom calls. I hate phone calls. I hate texting. Texting has to be the worst for me. I despise having to spend ten minutes having a two minute conversation because every time I reply to something, yeah. I need to think. No, I actually need to use like punctuation here. I need to form yeah. the sentence. Yeah. I can't just let it roll off my tongue and. Then you think about my replies because it means so much more when it's down in text. Like people forget yeah. what you say when it's in text; they can reread it. Yeah, and I just despise it. So, like, no, I haven't been on any dates from Bumble or Tinder or anything like that. Or Hinge, the more serious of Hinge. the of the group. The other thing communications made kind of difficult is jobs because we're all slightly different stages of that. So, Ryan and Chris, you guys had yours kind of lined up already, so you guys started COVID. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so like a bit of background on that. So Chris and I were applying for jobs for graduate schemes in like the end of 2019. So like October, November time. Went through the recruitment process before March 2020 and got the job offers um, to start in September 2020. So we were very, very, very fortunate with timing and and opportunities and whatnot to be able to have that sorted before everything, everything fell apart, I suppose. Um, Big time, even like having like secure industries that we get into, um, like because I know a lot of people who were in the same boat as us got things confirmed and then their company turned back around to them. We're like, we are really sorry, we don't have enough money, but Mm -hmm. we hope we find something. It was different for Jack and I. We had to find something in a a world that was not hiring, Mm -hmm. and a world that was not welcoming to people who did not already have twenty five plus years experience. Yeah, and so yeah. what was your experience um, then, like the timeline of graduating to like now? So graduated, air quotes, graduated in yeah. May, um, and then June and July, Katie was here, and I was pretty distracted. August, um, Katie left, and the death. September, October, November, I was part time at the uh, hospitality place that I worked in my hometown and that was like I say part time like I was employed part time on a zero hour contract but it was so busy because that's when that was the kind of when the peak started again mm-hmm. um, and the eat out to help out thing as well that was like massive so insane yeah so it was good I, I was making money but I was still constantly looking and just nothing was happening and then the job that I have just recently started kind of fell into my lap because someone from uni said I was going to apply, but it actually is not going to work out. Do you want to do it? And I applied on a whim and the recruiter phoned me and said, you're perfect. When can you start? Cool. Which was big stroke of luck. Chris, what did what did you think it was like starting a job that you necessarily weren't allowed to go into? Um, well, it was, actually, it was actually different for me um, because of the industry I'm in. Uh, I'm in manufacturing, so I'm on the manufacturing floor for what's considered an essential product. Um, so we, we we all need to go in. Like my factory didn't shut down at all during COVID. Um, we haven't furloughed anyone. We haven't stopped at all. If anything, we've actually seen a massive like increase in sales and our production just went through the roof. Yeah. Um, and it has done since March. Um, so like during the, the first pandemic, like the first lockdown and everything, like we were like the, the people in my factory were just on it all the time. Like it was it was really all go for them. Um so in that sense it was quite nice. Like I had a different experience from say like Ryan, because I know Ryan did a lot of like working from home. Yeah, so it was so firstly, 
I got the job offer. Then COVID happened. And I was like, oh my God, do I still have a job? And they were like, yeah, you, you still have a job. And it was sort of just like radio silence. So I kind of went from like March till September, just like in, in the back of my mind, like maybe I don't have a job. Maybe I should be looking for something else. Um, but everything's fine. I started in September. Uh, things were okay then because like cases were not too awful. Like all the bars and whatnot were open. Um, and I had to move away from home, moved into England. Um, and I was in the office for the first like month or so. The first couple of weeks I was in doing training, met loads of people. Um, you know, office was still pretty empty, except from manufacturing people. Um, but I work in R&D. And after that, basically, they were like, everyone that doesn't need to be here, just like, do not come in. And I was like, yeah. oh, because I was living in temporary accommodation because I moved to a city that I'd never been to before during COVID to start a job, a brand new job, you know, during this mad situation. And then I didn't know anything about the city. So I stayed in an Airbnb for a month in like a shared house. There was like five, six bedrooms with like random people in it. Um, and it was a bit of a weird situation. Um, and so they were like, oh, you need to work from home. And I was like, I can't, I can't really work from home because the only thing that I have access to is a bed. I can't really just sit on the bed all day. <laughs> kind of bad. Um, and they were like, oh, what about a kitchen table? And I had a shared kitchen with yeah um you know people coming and going all day but also the chairs for the kitchen table were camping chairs oh my they were god like fold up <laughs> fabric camping chairs and i was like this is great bad. lumbar support those yeah, great yeah. Lumbar support. Um, moved into a different flat and worked from home uh there for a while but now you know pretty much until these crazy restrictions end i'm back in back in scotland with the fam um the main issue is joining a team especially a sort of engineering team where questions need to be asked constantly um, about various different things. And everyone else in the team has worked together in person previously. So they all have these sort of good relationships, loads of banter, whatnot. Um, and you sort of join and they've never met you before. I met a couple of them briefly in my first couple of weeks, but there's like 10 people in the team. And they just know you as like a face on a TV or on a screen. Yeah, a voice from Microsoft Teams, you know. It's so hard to build relation, working relationships and friendly relationships with people that you've never met in person or been able to chat to informally, you know, because yeah. it's all work-based things that we interact through. Um, it's so robotic. And I think as teams, as time goes forward, like people are, are sort of of the impression that, oh, working from home is fine. Like we've got quizzes and we've got teams and whatnot. But these are teams that existed pre-COVID, you know, that are transitioning to COVID or post-COVID times. But mm -hmm. what happens when these teams over time transition and the team is made up of people that I've never met in real life? Like, yeah, the synergy and productivity is just like going to drastically go down. And that's something we don't have data points for yet. Mm -hmm. I will be so interested to see some of the studies and like you say, like data points and stuff that that emerge as a result of this pandemic and like in 15 years we'll look back and be like the biggest slump in productivity and the yeah. highest peak in like I don't know like insomnia Netflix. or something crazy yeah. yeah Netflix things like that it's going to be like insomnia is a bad one because you're not exercising throughout the day so it's yeah. harder to sleep at night yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. it's been like a, a one saving grace for me is that like I've not had that I have been able to like form relationships with people in work and like just get general chit chat you don't get chit chat over just teams meetings 
You don't like just being able to like walk down and like chat to folk like in the production and be like, "Oh, what are you up to?" And then like they hear my accent because I'm down in England as well. I'm I'm down close to London, and like you'll get chatting to people and they'll be like, "Oh yeah, you know, I did this road trip to Scotland," and you just chat away at them for ages about it. And I love that. Like it's really nice to build yeah. those relationships. Yeah, that's it's awesome. The it's the outside of work side of the pandemic that's that's been the bit that's hit me the most. And I think like there's always hard bits with that when people start new jobs like especially if you leave the nest if you like move country and stuff because it's yeah. it's quite a well documented thing like in TV shows and films and all that but like empty nest syndrome for your parents and then obviously like the kid always has like leaving the nest syndrome and all that kind of stuff but like I've found that difficult and anytime I've like googled how to like how to cope with it or like just advice people have got for it it's like when you move to a new city it's so important that you get out and explore and meet new people. And I'm like, can't do that, can't do that. Damn, cool. that is just not what you want to be reading these days, is it's it? It's like you know. a big 10, li- 10 point list off BuzzFeed that's like, if you move to a new city, here's all the things you should do. And other than go sightseeing around my local neighbourhood, I can't, can't do, do any, any of them. them. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Obviously, all of us have just kind of explained some things we find a little bit difficult about all this or things that might not be the, the best thing or things that might be a struggle personally. But I don't know about you, but I quite like to end stuff on a high note. You know, there's always a light in the tunnel. There's always something to look forward to. There's always a silver lining. If you've ever watched the Stuart Little films, you know that there's a silver lining. All right. <laughs> little high, little low, little hey, little ho. Oh, what <laughs> a movie. What a line from the movie, actually. That is a great movie. Childhood little summed high, up. Little high, little ho. Little hey, little ho. <laughs> <laughs> really quick to kind of round us up uh, in our discussion, I want to go one by one and just really quick give uh, either something like a positive that's come out of all this stuff or something that you're looking forward to. Yeah. Um. So we'll start off with, you know, my, my favorite co-host, Ryan. Oh, I was hoping I would get a little bit of time to think about that. <laughs> nah, on the spot. I'm looking forward to the summer when things are going to be like, I'm imagining, you know how when World War II ended and then everyone was absolutely buzzing out their dish and then mm. they went out and partied and the mood was so high. Or or like during the World Cup summer of 20... I don't know what... 12. 20, 2016, I think, is the one I remember. Um, it's coming home. It's coming home. <laughs> it's coming home. It's during coming the, the World home. Cup summer where the UK had just like a beautiful sunny summer and there was a World Cup game on every single day. Wait. Oh, uh, it was 2018. It's 2018. Yeah, it was 2018. What are you talking yeah. about Ruri 2012 having a World Cup. Everyone's mood was just fantastic and everybody was happy, you know? And see when mm-hmm. society is happy, everywhere you go, there's just like good energy, you know? I'm so excited for positivity to, to be circling around the world again and to be able to have a conversation this summer about how good things are going, mm-hmm. which I'm very hopeful for. And also the yeah. long days. Love that. Yes. Oh, yeah. I think on a similar note, I am really looking forward to herd immunity via the vaccine. But <laughs> ipso facto, I'm looking forward to zero travel bans and I get to go to a different country. Oh, yes, baby. I just like really caught the travel bug after studying abroad. And I was looking forward to going and like seeing different parts of the world. Yeah. And I, I'm looking forward to doing that again. And the adventure of travel and like, not knowing where you are and not knowing anybody and like I just want someone to say something to me that I don't have a fucking clue what they're saying mm-hmm. <laughs> come here <Yeah>. six mate <laughs> <laughs> funny so travel for you Jack 
Chris, what's your uh, what's your silver lining? I cannot wait for a dance floor. Oh, mm-hmm. I oh. So this this popped into my head the other day because it's a very Scottish song to have on at family parties. Do you know Shangalang? <laughs> oh so, yes. Shangalang, come on! It was Shangalang, and I instantly just get transported to like my auntie Susan's fortieth. Every day, steaming <laughs> on the dance floor, <laughs> jumping about. And I was like, that, like, I was, as you guys would probably confirm, I was not one to pass up a dance floor at the best of times. But oh, I, the oh, next I... time there is a hall party, I cannot wait for the next family or friend, mm-hmm. big hall party, where everybody's up on the dance floor doing the slosh and the cha cha slide and the macarena. Oh, See when you hear, da 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 you just get oh, straight up, I don't you? Can't wait. And the amount of times, um, I have sat and watched us doing the slosh at that Kaylee before lockdown because I'm like oh. that was the last time we got like a oh just it fills me with so much joy watching that video of us just dancing about to that guy even did it to Brown Eyed Girl for the Kaylee band and it worked really well there as well but I that's what I am really looking forward to just like because I think it epitomizes everything like I can't wait to be close with yeah. all my family and my friends in one big hall and graduation <laughs> for oh, the same I, thing if and when uh, I'm a little bit different I'm going to go for a positive during all this stuff I got to start a podcast with my good friend Ryan <laughs> and I'm having a ball making it and I love having people on I love doing all the editing we've got mics and it makes me feel special <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> honestly it's, it's, been, it's been like the like one thing to look forward to every week it's oh, just down I totally agree with you mate 100% it's just a, a, an outlet isn't it yeah because we wanted to make something we picked the thing and we did it and yeah. no matter who listens to it no matter how many streams it gets no matter what we think of the episode we sit down we do it and it's something to make and it's something good and it's the like this, the silver lining for me of, of all that mm-hmm. yeah. well it's been a pleasure to I'm have you s- both yeah, thank no you one will, thanks for having us thank you no one will know after the edit been chaotic but it's been lovely (laughs) from from all of us at the idiots anonymous podcast stay safe keep your distance adhere to the rules we'll get through it thanks for listening guys peace out cheers guys take care everyone Yeah, I was in San Francisco, did a medical device internship with a startup company in San Francisco. Wow, wee Morty. I'm not taking it into the toilet so he doesn't eat edit me out peeing. He'll be all right. This guy, man. Connection issues. I just heard, hey, a millionaire overnight. Pie, beans, pie, pie, beans. <laughs>